Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. By the time you're listening to this, either you are recovering from last night's festivities or perhaps you're in the kitchen getting ready for tonight's festivities. Uh, we are on episode 94 and uh, thank you to Manny, Damon and Robert for holding down the fort as Melanie and I, and uh, she's here with us today, our national events manager. We were at sea with Treffin at sea. So thank you all. Um, I believe we brought a little something back to kind of bring in uh, or celebrate the Christmas and COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Not COVID. Always our sharp if you don't want to see family. In-house <laughs> comedian Manny. Not ready to strike. He, as someone, come back from a cruise. As, so. as, some, as someone, <laughs> someone said online, Manny's always ready to strike with witty stuff. Um, we've Not got, the Nori virus. No, no. In fact, we, uh, we'll get into the cruise here in a bit. But uh, you guys had a great episode. I listened to it and... Uh, there was a lot of uh, comments as well. And I think we're going to read some of those comments later, right? Yep. All right. But while we're waiting for those celebrations uh, to come in, and uh, I want to say there's also another reason to celebrate on this episode. Any idea why? Because somebody just brought rum to the table. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. But actually, if you've been keeping track, not only is it episode 94, but it's PCA Insider's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, we've been on. Is it really? Come it on is. in. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Boggs. So what I thought I'd do is start off this episode with uh Did we cheers. do the first episode in December? Yeah. Really? Yeah, exactly. How pour. quickly we I forget, right? So here, I'll let you pour yep. this around. So we brought oh, a little bit of, um, I think it's Honduras rum. It is Roatan rum, vanilla rum that we bought and we're in Honduras. Adding it to, and she's making a mess, I'm sure. Hey, it's pretty That's fine. good. That's really good porcelain. With, um, with eggnog. Yeah. I'm, I, are you guys fans of eggnog? Nope. Nope. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really either, but it's, Do you it's want that straight time, rum? Of, time of the year. Is that one just and eggnog? I definitely didn't want straight rum. It's not just eggnog. Okay, and hopefully, then I'll do a fake hopefully Robert has one as well. And we don't drip this all over your laptops. Yeah. Mm. Although my daughter sells a uh, eggnog latte, and it's like the best, the best. And the my best wife ever, just, uh, in fact, we were at the doctor's, and my wife was telling our cardio, my cardiologist, she's already had two this week, and his eyes got really big. <laughs> and I was like, "Your daughter got in trouble with the cardiologist, not me." <laughs> cardiologist all right, like two. So here we go. I raise my glass. <laughs> It's Thank you to everyone yes. for There's no rum in this. Cheers. There's there rum is rum in this. There, there, is. Is. there is rum. And Robert, hopefully you have one too. And I'll thank you one. to all of our listeners for staying with us through 94 episodes well, through 2023. <laughs> and I hope uh, that you'll continue to stay with us and we'll have many more episodes to come. Happy holidays. Yep. Stay healthy. Here we go. Yes. Happy holidays. Cheers. And... I'm doing a little mm. fake drink there. If mm. anyone wants another hit, then uh, <laughs> feel free. That is um, uh, very uh, full tasting. Thank you, Melanie. <laughs> right, yes, yes. Thank you. That's why the cardiologist looked at my wife weird when she said she's had two of them already. <laughs> All right. Very rich. Last, uh, your last, you had some great questions um, 
on the last episode, and we'll read through them later. But I wanted to add to it because I feel like we always refer to maybe getting things as like, oh, it's just like Christmas. And it might be July, it might be April, it might mm-hmm. be August. Um, and I, I really, because you're, you're, you're on a mission because <laughs> we met Robbie. Yes. Well, we met Robbie before, but we haven't spent time with Robbie. Yes. And so I got to spend time with Robbie, and I know uh, he's. I think he's. He's. He drank some of the the rum punch or whatever we had we on Treffin, and he's. Did you ask him if he ever rides shotgun with Melanie, or did he always drive? <laughs> I think, always drive. I think we need to bring him on the podcast. That's what I, he's I got... told Melanie that uh, we got to get Robbie on here because. I want to see that what the secret is that he uh, if he can ride shotgun with them. And and I would I will tell you being around them, they're definitely yin and yang. Mm-hmm. He's um, and I hope he takes us the right way. To me, he seems like a gentle giant. He He's is very patient. Um, he <laughs> smiles all the time, and I think she talked him into some sort of special food in one of the islands and it turned out to it was supposed to be chicken but it was like it was like a pheasant it was iguana i think i'm pretty sure it was iguana Uh, for for our listeners uh who is robbie my husband okay yeah he's my husband he's uh yeah there he is yes there he is is. super good dude yeah but back back to the whole it's like christmas um i often refer to when i purchased my first Porsche. It felt like Christmas because I waited so long. And I don't know, have we ever talked about when you purchased your first Porsche, Manny? And Damon, when you first, like, how did you come across your car? So, well, for my car, it was kind of interesting. I, we didn't cover this in the last podcast. So I'll try and make it, you know, not too long of a story. Um, but I had a 92 Corrado SLC mm-hmm. that I loved. I bought after year out of high school saved up um and then uh i moved up to the 944 s2 after selling the corrado and so the 944 s2 was my first porsche and it's the story is is that the i believe executive editor of road and track at the time owned it and he used to come down to some san diego region pca events autocrosses and um after driving my aunt's 944S2, I knew that that was the car that I wanted. It was in the price range that I wanted. And um, Doug had, Doug Cott happened to be selling his S2 because he had just bought a MR2 Spider. Ah. So, um, so, so yeah. what year was this when you were, were So this was 07, I, I believe. Let's see, 06 to 07 would have been my first year out of high school. So this would have been... Early 07. Early 07. Okay. Yeah. So 8,000 bucks. 8,000 wow. bucks. That was it. But then I had to put 3,500 into it for like water pump, front engine reseal, and just the stuff you need to do. On, and did on it feel cars. like Christmassy? Like, were you always yearning Oh, yeah, for definitely. That car? Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I'd always wanted a Porsche after I got to drive them and, you know, seeing my uncle and aunt having so much fun at autocrosses and on tours. Um, yeah. It's not, not the same buying a car when you get older, I feel like. It's a little <laughs> different. <laughs> Little different yeah. now, Manny. I think yours, your first one was a 924 81 924. I and was uh, I think 18. Um, 18 that's amazing. Yeah, that I was 19, yeah. so I, I wow. spent uh, well, I had won a thousand dollars in the Maryland lottery. What wow. was a lot? You're a lottery winner, a thousand or twelve hundred dollars. I wouldn't call myself a lottery winner. Uh, but today's money is like what 80? It was okay, enough kidding. to uh, get me very close to I'd been saving up for it, and I had to think a loan it was uh, obviously my parents wanted me to establish credit so Mm -hmm. we got a a loan out um to cover i don't know maybe half of the car what year was this this would have been uh 80 
four. So a three, maybe, three year old, maybe 80, beginning of eighty five. Okay, three um, or four year old car. Yeah, and uh, it was guards red. It had um, a uh, nine forty four spoiler. Oh. The nine forty fours were expensive back yeah. then, so uh, the nine twenty four was the closest I could get. Uh, obviously, I wanted a nine forty four, but that was just almost like a new car. Um, but it had that spoiler on it, and it was uh, it was as soon as I saw it because I every day like uh, Jim Merlebeck was saying he would buy the LA Times. Mm-hmm. Well, I would buy the Washington Post because that had all the um, the ads in it, and uh, more than the Baltimore Sun. But I'd buy both of them every day. I was buying, so I could be the first one looking at an ad. And I saw this for the A one twenty nine twenty four. My dad and I went to go look at it. It was perfect. A private individual. Uh, private individual down in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, Baltimore. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, near the tunnel. Was Brooklyn like Brooklyn back in the? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> and what I mean is, and that Brooklyn, means what? <laughs> but Brooklyn can be a little rough. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. didn't go at night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the guy took care of it. Uh, you know, it was a. I don't think it was a garage because it was parked in his backyard. Okay. And um, uh, I remember it must have been around uh, March, maybe, uh, because I remember snow melting. And that's mm-hmm. when I discovered that the um, windshield washer pump didn't work mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, when snow melts and it gets yeah. the spray mm-hmm. and I and I went to hit the windshield washer and nothing came out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was like Christmas. Was, so both uh, of you chose transaxles as your first portion. Is that what you, you Well, that's intended? pretty much your only choice. Uh, because uh, uh, true, being eighteen, nineteen years yeah, old. Well, right? the, you, you uh, I could have gotten the seventy six nine eleven. I was looking at, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, you read about all these problems that the two point seven had. Right, right. Nowadays, that's all been fixed. Right, people have rebuilt them. But back in the eighties, uh, that wasn't the case. And as much as I wanted them, I mean, you had to worry about rust too. Even though they were galvanized, it wasn't the galvanization that is today. Um, I decided to go to Safe Route and get something with air conditioning and. And most of all, it looked like a 944. Mm. So, so was your dad supportive of that? Like, yeah, did it yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. Christmas that you're finally? I think he saw because I was saving money and yeah. uh, I'd gotten a job. That's when I started at Macy's. So, um, but I was—they knew I was for years just hyper focused on yeah. Porsche and getting a Porsche someday. So, so Melanie, you're on that journey now. I am. So it's funny because Robbie's favorite Porsche is the 944. Oh, yep. man. I, yeah. We got Transaxle Club here. That's his favorite. I am partial to the 996. I absolutely oh. love the 996, which is a we can a bit more expensive looking at the we ones can find I want. One. Yeah, but he is um he's he's in. He's in. He's yeah. um you know, we have a truck and a Jeep. So I love the Cayenne, but we don't need another SUV. We right. need something fun. Good. So, oh, you don't need a Jeep. You can get rid of the Jeep. Well, <laughs> Manny is not a fan the of Jeep. Jeep is paid for, you know. We have even four, better. Yeah, four kids. At some point, somebody's going to need another vehicle. Exactly. So, that's why I say, yeah, keep them all. Just that's, just that's keep me. them all. Yeah, just keep them all. Yeah, but, for me, yeah. I was focused on. I've always, I've had the the poster on the wall with the. I think it was a actually a slant nose, wide body slant nose car, um, as well as I had a transaxle um, on the wall of. Um, my bedroom growing up but ever since four years old i've always said i wanted a 911 and for me it was not until like the goal was to get it before i was 30 and uh luckily i was at 28 years old so much later than the both of you uh i also had a kid at the time but i was able to buy my m491 at 28 and in 2003 with 
I think it had 30,000 miles at the time. Yeah. I picked up that car for $27,000. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Back in the mid-2000s, um, you know, when I bought my S2, it was a little later, you know, a few years later than when you bought your turbo look. But, you know, a, a 944 easily sub five in decent or even nice condition, depending on, you know, how hard you looked or how long you were going to wait. You know, in the uh, the turbo, you always heard, and I can verify, you know, the book, the mechanic mechanics uh, manual or book, it's it's twice as long to replace the clutch, mm. you know, on the turbocharged models, et cetera, et cetera. So the S2 is the only twice, car. Twice as long? It is. It's yeah. twice well, as why long is in that? the Because the regular 944 is a long time. It's something to do with the exhaust system, I believe. You have to remove, like, a down, the regular a one, you, you got to lift the engine up a little bit. Just, uh, the regular one is an incredible amount of labor hours. It is. It's like yeah. eight or nine. At least. And then it's yeah. in the books. Yeah. Uh, so so when I was uh, working at Excellence, I put together the, the specs area on their website, and I had access to a local Porsche mechanics, um, what is it, computer, you know, manuals. Yeah. So you you look pet. up the part. It's like a, a pet, yeah. PET thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like 15 or 16 hours for a 944. Oh, wow. really? And it's at about eight <laughs> for an S2. And it's like, I believe one part, and I don't remember what it is. There's something that has to be removed on the turbo. You don't have to remove on the wow. S2. That's why you get a 911. Very no. simple. Clutch. Yeah. <laughs> so so 8,000, you know, it's you can buy that. But any 911 back then is probably twice as much. So an astounding $15,000 for a nice 911 air-cooled, which to me at the time sounded like a lot. Yeah. Nowadays, not so much. So, Manny, in 84, 85, how much was a 81,924? I paid $9,800, and I think it had like 30,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. Wow. That's not bad. Yeah. Wow. It, was a, it, it was in perfect shape. It was, uh, um, yeah, I got a lot of looks in it because it was guards red. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, uh, man, a that year later, a uh, in the mid 80s, and yeah. you have a guards red portion. A year later, pink, um, Pretty in Pink, was that the movie? Yes. No, 16 yeah. Candles. 16, 16 Candles. Jake candles. Ryan. Yeah, it comes out. So, you know, oh. I didn't look like Jake Ryan, but I had the car. <laughs> yeah, the car. <laughs> so would, in hindsight, would you have done anything different? No. And I say that because um, I put probably close to 200,000 miles on my car. as my daily driver. Wow. That's and, amazing. Uh, if I would have had a car that I would have used, would have been constantly fixing and uh, and not driving, I would not have fallen in love with the brand. Yeah. You know, I probably would have hated the brand. Um, and that's why I always tell people, you know, get something you can enjoy right off the bat. Um, Project cars can yeah, it you sounds fall good. out of love with it very quickly. Yeah, when you say, oh, we just got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. It, uh, I, that, a certain percentage of people that, that works for it, but I think most people want to get in and drive. And yeah. in their head, they have a uh, certain vision of what the experience is like. So, and that's what I had. So, I, yeah, I got the driver from day one. It really didn't need anything uh, yeah. for a long time. And that's time. what we're going to recommend for you, Melanie. Oh, it's yeah. not a not a project vehicle, but something that you can yeah, you and no, Robbie can get in and drive and enjoy. No Damon, projects here. would you do anything different this time around? Probably not. You know, I, I did love the Corrado, but, you know, in the end, it was more fun to drive the S2 at autocross and on track, which I did a couple times. The Corrado sounded better, and, you know, I had with you know vr6 12 valve um but no i'd still get the s2 you know all the cars even the ones i don't like the the 76 2002 bmw wasn't my favorite i'd still i'm glad i owned it yeah um so yeah no i, I don't think so yeah um, if uh, i did it again there's some cars i'd avoid but yeah yeah well i think i'm on the, all on the same lines with you all it's like 
you know, I think what we ended up with kind of set our path and why we're here today. Mm -hmm. And had I chosen actually, at the same time I was looking for a 9-11, I actually took a trip to San Diego and there was a, um, like a premier, but multi-mark dealership and they had these symbolic, maybe that's maybe it, maybe in La Jolla? That's yes, yes, yeah, that's symbolic. exactly, yes, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. And they had these vintage speedsters, which are replica speedsters made in Hawaiian gardens, um, California. And they had like a, um, an off white with tan. It was gorgeous. And I, I was there for a meeting and um, Top Gun out at that time. Is that what you? No, no. I like. I just thought it was cool. Maybe, maybe I did think about that car in Top Gun, but I just thought a speedster would be amazing. And I actually went to Symbolic. I test drove it. I took it on the highway. But there was just something about it that I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna hold off and get. I hate to say it this way, but a real Porsche. And and the, I think the vintage Speedsters and Spiders are all very cool. I think they're very usable. But deep down inside, I was like, I want to wait for a real one. And my life would be drastically different today had I signed the papers for that car because mm -hmm. I can't even join PCA with that car. I'm sure I can do events and stuff like that with the local region that allows non-Porsches. But yeah, so I, I, w I wouldn't change anything either in terms of you know, which car I would have bought. And you'd have to yeah. be prepared to answer, is it real? I, th well, that's that's the thing is my um, my buddy's got one, and he has to answer that question all the time. And I think a lot of cars you see, even their license plate, they just like straight up so that they don't even have to answer, says not real or <laughs> or faux speedster or something like that. I mean, they're so cool. They're, they drive, I think, amazing for what they are. But, yeah, that's uh, I wouldn't have changed anything either. All right. So with uh, I do have a question for the listeners as well. Um, you know, what was your experience like buying your first Porsche, but also celebrating our anniversary of Porsche Club Insider? What's your favorite episode out of the 94 we've done so far? They all blend together. I don't remember any <laughs> specific episode that we've done um, <clears throat> off the top of my head. I'm going to bring up the list if somebody else wants to answer. So while you guys are thinking about it, it's very easy for me uh, to think of which episode's my That's favorite. Probably your post. Uh, yep, you post, got it. Um, episode. I'm not going to say you didn't have a cardiac arrest. Post uh, stint. Yes, post stint. <laughs> episode 84. And I, I, yeah, that's obviously near and dear to my heart, pun intended. <laughs> um, Mine yeah. is um, when uh, we let you know that you were staying, well, we're going to stay in a haunted hotel. Oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that's pretty was, memorable. Uh, yeah, that one was great. I think I, I listened to it a few times just to laugh. Yeah, I'm glad you were finding that funny because <laughs> I was panicking at that time. Yes. Uh, I do have a favorite. There you go. When, um, uh, Sir Alexander Fabig was here was my favorite one. That was cool. Sure. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. yeah that was Manny, you got a favorite? No. I and and I'll, I'll take this opportunity to... Uh, and what reason I don't have a favorite because... And I produce these uh, shows is... Um, it's exactly like I envisioned a podcast to be, which, and I, and I guess at this table, I am probably the only person who listens to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't on a at least on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah. I listened yeah, to a Barbie yeah. one once. I have a long, uh, uh, 45 minute commute. So I listen. That's my routine. I don't listen to, actually, my antenna is broken on my car. So I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> 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 I listen to podcasts. And, um, 
So that's where I got the idea of starting the Porsche Club Insider. That and the fact that the Porsche podcast I was listening to at the time, different ones were really filled with misinformation. Mm -hmm. And I thought, boy, you know, I, I can't like you can't call in like a radio show to say, hey, that is completely wrong, guys. And I said, well, I want to start. We should start our own because PCA is looked upon as an authority on many uh, different things. So um, when we just did this passive um, episode, uh, my region Chesapeake has their own chat. So they started saying how much they enjoyed it, listening to what they get called regular people mm -hmm. um, talk about cars. Not that we have a whole lot of celebrity guests on this show. Um, and they were making recommendations of things we should do. And a lot of them involve travel. And uh, for so for the listeners to understand, um, we're all employees of PCA. And so unlike having volunteers, I really can't tell Robert, oh, by the way, you're not going to have Saturday off. You're coming to Cars and Coffee with us, and we're going to record some stuff for, or even Damon for that matter. You know? yeah. Obviously, everyone needs their uh, days off. Um, so we record during the week. Um, so the little microcosm is the area that we live in. Mm -hmm. um as, as I, I know what the club does as a whole because when i was uh, a volunteer for 19 years a national volunteer i did travel a lot so i, I know what the rest of the country does or have done um uh, but uh you know uh, i would love to be able to take the podcast on the road and talk to different uh, people around the country that would be great uh but it costs money. Yeah. And, and we it, do do that when we can. We just kind of tag it on to events we'll be at. Yeah, whenever yeah. Robert's like parade, parade, we do a couple. Rensport, Rensport. You know, we recorded a couple. But that's, Tactics that's East, more the so. exception, not the rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and this is this is not our primary function at PCA. We do this. Manny came up with a great idea to do it. We got support from our executive council to have a minimal investment, which is why you know some people say, "Why are you guys jammed up in this little room on a little table?" Well, it's what we have and the little mm -hmm. space that we can carve out. Um, but when we can, you know, if we are able to combine it with like run sport reunion or parade, but it takes a lot. You see, you, you only see or maybe even hear what's going on right now but you know all these cables are connected to a computer and mm -hmm. you know mixers and software and editing and it's it's a lot to take on the road um and also you know robert does an amazing job but that is not his primary function at mm -hmm. um you know at pca these other podcasts that are out there that is their primary mm -hmm. job and that's all they do and you know i'm i'm very um proud even with our minimal resources that we take to produce this and just the pure passion that we have around this table and in this office is why we produce that so well, that's a that's a great little bit of background for our listeners to mm -hmm. understand that we're grateful to be even doing we do this, this uh, well, obviously we don't do the podcast live but we do it in one take and it's yeah. not because <laughs> we're amazing at doing this it's because i have to minimize the amount of labor so i may spend an hour uh doing pre-production stuff so i hand it to robert and then he we do it essentially live, and then Robert's doing a great job of inserting photos, or we're discussing something, looking it up on YouTube, so the YouTube uh, watchers can see something other than the two, three, or four of us sitting around a table. Uh, but it's done in one shot. It's rare that we got to do an edit, and that's to minimize once again labor. Then uh, you know, Damon uh, on Monday mornings loads it up. Uh, Sunday afternoons, I usually write a description, and now now I'm also doing the thing I hate, which is listening to my own voice on, on audio <laughs> yeah. for an hour so I can do bookmarks. So the timestamps. Yeah, time that's stamps. a fantastic um, ad. 
So it's it's uh, we try to be as efficient as possible. Um, if we make it look like it's very organic, I'm very happy. Yep. But it's not. It's actually very planned. There's a whole agenda that we follow. Uh, and the same thing goes when we do videos of walk-arounds. <laughs> I hand Buddha agenda. And that's why I always tease him when he never reads the news items. <laughs> uh, but uh, like when we do the videos of the walk-arounds at Parade or Unstock or Works Reunion, um, that's not also that's also not on the fly. That's not like we say, hey, David, come on, let's follow us. We're going to look at some cars. It used to be, yeah. but we, we've learned you can't yeah. do that. What we learned is you got you got to you got to pick the cars yeah. ahead of time, yeah. and that's usually what I do because Boo's busy doing his MC stuff. Damon's doing uh, his his uh, stuff. Also, he's doing other stuff than just waiting for us to do a video. And uh, so I go around and, and talk to owners about their cars that I pick. And then I'll pick uh, 10 cars or 12 cars, and I'll come back to Damon with photographs on my phone. I'll say, here's the cars we're going to um, – I picked out, and this is a theme. And then I got a brief view. And so then it looks like we're doing it on the fly, but we've actually picked the cars ahead yeah. of time. I've, and spe- I've spent the morning – shooting b-roll, b-roll footage yep. that after the walk around i continue shooting b-roll yeah it's only possible if we plan ahead and usually the uh, owners are not interviewed and that's because not everyone is uh Eloquent. is good on camera <laughs> yeah. and, and and uh it's uh, something where you're talking to them you're like oh yeah this guy's pretty articulate and as soon as they see the camera microphone they freeze up yep. And so, in order, we almost do that in, essentially in like one takes for we each do. car. We do. And we just and we don't we don't uh, practice ahead of time what we're going to say. No. Uh, that's why some videos Boo has caught me. You know, where he's asking me a question, I, I just don't know the answer. <laughs> the deer in the headlights look. <laughs> yeah. Deer well, headlights. That adds how genuine these are, and you know the the analogy of you know a, a serene duck on a pond is what i always um, i love because you may look and see this beautiful majestic duck going across the pond but underneath are these little feet you know mm-hmm. working hard and that's what we do is we you know we've learned over the years you know that uh, we we prep ahead of time uh when it comes to talking about the cars it's just more efficient that Manny and i or or whomever is talking the people that we've worked with before as opposed to asking Someone new to be on camera. And the views actually, you all, our viewers, um, by far like this more recent format of of walkthroughs at car shows with Manny and Vu. Um, yeah, this year those videos have gotten I think like thirty thousand views on average wow. for yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, I think there were two parade. or three. And I did the top ten viewed videos uh, for tech yeah. tech tips, uh, and um, yeah, they were they were up there. And but once again, this is all. Plan. If we make it look organic, that's awesome. Uh, but it's very, very planned ahead of time of uh, where we're going to go and what we're going to talk about. And I must say, every single national event I go to, which I go to all, obviously, someone mentions the podcast. And yeah. I can't tell you how many times on the cruise I got, is Manny here? And Candyman, <laughs> Hal Kennedy, yes. was one of the most vocals. And yes. I told him, we're working on Manny, and maybe we'll see if we'll be able to convince him to come on board. But yeah, we um, again, thank you everyone for listening and supporting the channel and um you know we we read every comment and uh we appreciate the likes and all all that sort of and even the suggestions Uh, suggestions, i think there was one person who wanted us to bookmark or timestamp yeah and we said well i thought yeah you know what i'll just on a sunday afternoon at least while the football season's on i will sit there with the laptop and just uh yeah and it, it may seem like a minor request but that literally takes Manny's hour or an hour and a half of his personal time mm-hmm. to do it because we again this is not our primary job at PCA um, and let's not forget most podcasts is just audio yeah we we took it upon ourselves to put it on YouTube as well because our listeners demanded it go figure they want to see what we're wearing <laughs> and what we look like 
But um, so we kind of produced two shows. Yeah. Uh, out I of look one. at him sometimes. I'm like, holy crap! I look bored as hell. <laughs> but it's, that's my I am listening that's, look. That's his look. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's just his look. His resting face. All right. Well, let's um back on back on track. Uh, you know what we did, and we'll get into Treffin at Sea. But how about for the both of you last week? So my week was almost purely. Um, or I should say when you were on the cruise, um, and a lot of last week was taking my six, six, six terabyte hard drive. So 36 terabytes and, and getting rid of all the stuff that is duplicated and Oh, everything. that's why you're asking me about what hard drive I had. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Okay. Is, yeah, there, no, is there a program that goes through to tell you that it's duplicate or how do you know it's duplicate? No. Uh, well, so if you use the search function, if you, if you have an inkling that maybe, so usually, I've gotten a lot better at organizing and downloading things and putting them in their respective folders right after a shoot. But, you know, four or five years ago, sometimes I wouldn't empty a memory card before going on another shoot. And then, let's say, two weeks later, I'm downloading those photos. And then there are all these other photos, and I can't remember if I downloaded all of them. Or So there's a lot of that, and there's no program. It's, it's just, if you tried to figure out what my brain is doing that's kind of what's in the hard drives and, and be oh, God. oh so, no yeah no, it's looking a lot better so we had we had to write this thing for laura yeah our, uh, our office manager uh basically uh explaining what we do in case i guess we get hit by a bus and they have to yeah. find somebody to fill us and in. where all our files are yeah yeah so how do you explain that one yeah it's, it's yeah. in my brain location of it would the take drive. a long time but, <laughs> but i had so six filled up six terabyte hard drives plus another couple three terabytes from way back in the day now and i took five terabytes out of the latest drive so it only has one terabyte filled and moved everything else onto the earlier drives so i've made a lot of progress but you know that's boring uh let's, let's move on from <laughs> file management you also you not thank you for knocking out the uh the uh Tam- tamaya gt3 oh, video yeah. while i was out yeah so i appreciate I had, uh, that uh, uh, that was a fun build. Burning that midnight was, oil. <laughs> that, that was a midnight build too, and we did what yeah. Tech Tactics Live the day yeah, I wrapped up an pretty app. high. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> painting it in the garage. And, oh my god! I, and it says paint it in a uh, well ventilated area. And I thought the garage was big enough, but man, I walked Ooh. in a conference room and I asked Rob Sass, who makes that his office when he's in here that week. I'm like, what the heck are you huffing in here? <laughs> he goes, I'm nothing, nothing. It's not me. He goes, coming from the garage. And sure enough, uh, it was me painting. <laughs> it was me painting in the back. Uh, but turn, the paint job turned out nice. The colors and everything yeah. worked out. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Manny? Uh, the only, only Porsche thing I did was uh, cars and coffee. And uh, Bob Miller, and I can say this because he put it on Instagram. I, he got a 5356. This thing is absolutely gorgeous. Wow. It's uh, for those who don't know, a '53 would be considered a pre-A, and they're easily identified because they have a bent windshield. Mm. Uh, but this got all the looks. I made the mistake of parking next to it, so I got a lot of butt marks on my car. Here's my wow. white C2. People leaning uh, to look at their car put their butt marks on my car. Um, next to him is Scotty's, um, I think '59 or '56 VW. I'm sure he's going to correct me as soon as he listens to this if I got it wrong. Um, but uh, where did it come from? Was it, uh, so if I get the story right, he got it. It was uh, purchased originally from a serviceman, U.S. serviceman, stationed in France. So it was mm-hmm. delivered uh, as a French car. Wow. And uh, I don't know if it stayed in Europe the whole time, because that's where he bought it from, in Europe. Okay. Um, but it's been restored. 
And I think he said it was parked. Uh, an elderly lady had had it since the nineties, maybe parked. Oh my goodness! Um, has a telefunk and radio. Bob's been. Uh, if you follow, uh, I think it's at Speed. Is it at Speed Motors? At Speed Motors, Motors Instagram. For the sales, and I think at Speed Service is the other. Uh, you, I'm sure you type in at Speed uh, Motors into Instagram. The car looks it. perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, he's uh, Richard uh, at Speed has been uh, sorting it out, but it is. Uh, absolutely stunning car i'm going to try to convince them to let us do a one mile review because i think that'll be the oldest so far the oldest what's the oldest porsche you've ever driven the oldest porsche would be mr bill's uh speedster I which think. was a 57 yeah yeah so that's for me old. it's 54 it was bob Goodyear's, uh oh his um, speedster his speedster yeah uh, first year of speedster yeah 54 um, as well yeah wow. so 53 and that's a be... that's a 1500 cc motor and I think Bob was saying 50 horsepower. I thought it was like 45. Yeah. Um, and so he was saying how slow it was. And a guy who parked next to me in a 93, uh, I think he has a 93 C2, he was like, uh, dude, you were doing like 85 miles an hour going up the highway in this thing. Uh, that was his subjective reading. We're yeah, not saying Bob's that was his slow. official speed on yeah. the road. <laughs> yeah, a very, very cool car. So he was going flat out in it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I asked him, I said, Who's, who owns a car? He goes, I do. He goes, I bought it. And I'm like, wow. Oh, very man. Nice. That's very so cool. So we'll have to, I told, keep on telling him, if he cleans his, organizes his garage, we'd love to do a video about his uh, collection. But that's another car yeah. added to the collection. And what kind of interior? It was a cloth. Uh, I think uh, the seats are gray cloth, right? It looks like from bluish, or I can't remember. Yeah. I didn't. See, it's kind of like blue and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's gorgeous. it's just a stunning car. It's yeah. I love uh, the early three fifty sixes. They're they're um, a lot different to drive than the obviously the B's and the C generation. So these are all drum brakes, well, fifteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, this car has no. It doesn't Porsche have rack press. and pinion. It still has like worm and gear. Oh, okay. It is the uh, I think the second year of synchro mesh. Ah. So it's not a crash box. It's. Uh, yeah. And did you see what I see a grill badge on? What 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 grill badge is I that? I think it was a European one. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. so cool to still see cars like that being found. But I got a lot of looks at uh, cars and coffee, and it was a pretty decent day out. So uh, there was a lot of uh, Porsches that came out. Hopefully. Um, that lasts a little bit longer before the snow hits and the salt mm -hmm. comes and people start parking their cars for a long time. Cool. All right, Melanie, I'm going to let you kick off Treffin at Sea with maybe some details of oh. uh, some stats. You, I mean, it was, um, so after last year's Zone Fest, which, you know, we didn't know what to expect and you came out and it was, it was like Christmas. It was amazing. Going in, you know, now it's our first national one. I, I was nervous because I'm like, can we replicate that? Right. You know, can we give that energy and experience again? And I, I definitely think we did. Um, it was almost 800 people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. There's people, you know, you saw once or twice. So on the boat, though, how many people were there total? It was full. It was 3,800 <laughs> mm -hmm. attendees. Or so you're about 25% of the boat. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they're looking at the photos. What were the other three quarters of the boat doing well? Because it looked like like right there. Yeah, that's all us. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. So what does the rest of the boat do? Like wonder so, what the heck this, this this is? Or you make friends. You definitely make friends. Some are Porsche people who didn't know about the club. Um, others is there, are, is there other groups or is everyone else just they happen to pick the, the cruise? They that, just happen. Uh, to, they just happen to land on a PCA yep, cruise. Yep. They just happen. Actually, we had members that had booked a two-week cruise, and they did the same thing, and they are PCA members, so we ended up, like, adding them to, um, 
you know, Treffin at sea, but it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, we had mini concours, we had door decorating, we had eighties night, ugly sweater competition. Now, what's door decorating? So on cruise ships, people go all out and decorate their doors. So we're on a call. Their cabin. Their cabin. Yeah. And they're magnetic. So on a ship, it's not called a room. It's a cabin. Cabin. So, um, on a call a few months ago with princess we're like why don't we throw in door decorating competition and you know my husband being his first real pca event besides open house you know i'm packing all these things 80 stuff ugly sweater stuff door stuff and he's like you know you go a little too far like people are not going to go as far as you <laughs> so is everyone in pca in like one part of the ship or no all over no, we're all over so you have what 15 1600 rooms no, eight hundred. Well, no, no, four hundred. Almost five hundred. Yeah, almost five hundred. Sixty-seven or something. So, so it's like eight hundred people. Eight hundred people. Eight hundred people total. So yeah. each room is typically two people. Yep. No, but how many rooms on the boat itself? That are PCA. No, no, total. Oh, total, total. Yeah. So whatever thirty was it thirty two hundred was the total divided by two. Yeah. That okay. It's yeah. A, yeah it's yeah. A, this was a big ship. Yeah. It's a it was big a very ship. big. It's ship. It's a floating city. Yeah. So yeah. do you judge? Mm-hmm. So everything, yes. So it it becomes like a mini parade. There's stuff and, all the and time. And there's like 19 floors on the ship because I I toured, we toured the 18, 18, 18, the 18 floors. Top. So yeah. is there a judging committee going up and down yeah. every single? Yep. So Princess did the door decorating. I collected the room numbers, and each one took a couple floors. Oh and, my um, god! We I'll had never the... complain about Concord judging again. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> The people bring it. PCA members bring it. Yes. The mini concours. I remember Robbie, you know, all these cars coming in. I'm putting down AstroTurf and little trees. And he was like, this is like a real car show. Like yeah. people are really into this. And I'm like, you have no idea. And they brought they brought because last year, you know, some people brought nice stuff. Some people didn't understand like how serious this would be. Yeah. But because we did it last year. <laughs> It was like Gregory Brown's Cabriolet. You Cabri- picked it out, yeah. is, is that when he hit the uh, yes. wall at VIR? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> is it really? It is. It ah. is great. It is. So that is Gregory's 996 no, cab when he was chasing a Ferrari and unfortunately went into so a tire last wall. last session of the day. I last think. session of oh, the day. Oh, wow. And so that is a replica of his car after That's the tire That's hilarious. Wall. He won third place. Yeah. <laughs> he won third place. The stories behind some of these cars, I mean, because everyone had to give a fun fact. And some yeah. of the stories, I mean, I know... Tom Pravasi, really, his was how he got into Porsches. And, you know, by, I don't know if it was a neighbor or someone he worked with. I mean, they were just. Was this some kind of contest with the picture of you with like the goofiest uh, outfit? Uh, That is uh, $1 for two shots of rum. (laughs) That is his cruise attire. Cruise attire. What are those shoes? Are those like. Sperry Crocs or something? They are. Oh very God, good. Really? I don't like Crocs, but I will wear Sperry's <laughs> okay. that are kind of like Crocs. Yeah. Uh, but back back to the... To they the, look good on you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we say. Back, back to the diecast. There were some heartfelt cars there, yes. too. There was someone that brought um, basically a replica of her husband's car. Yep. And unfortunately, he had passed away. So it was like a tribute to her husband. Um, I fully expect my wife to do this. Yes. <laughs> While she's uh, cruising with their there second is, husband. There was someone, uh, I think the number one winner in the vintage class had a 993 with the, uh, uh, what, what, aero, not aero vault, but what's the old aluminum trailers called? Oh, the. Uh, um, oh, yes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. How can I forget the name of it? It's not uh, aero vault. Uh, anyways, it's the. <laughs> you alu- own one, don't you? 
no airstream 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 yeah. oh, airstream. No, I yes. thinking airstream i was thinking airstream. the other uh, company makes the uh, you mean trailix trailix uh, no, not trailix. Yeah. no there was an airstream that they modified and put a hitch on the 993 mm-hmm. and modified the airstream and when you open the door of the airstream it showed all the tracks that they drove like they just went crazy wow here's yeah. another uh 356 that one i believe also won um that's the six I parade think, logo yeah so he yeah. he actually has the um the number plate from the six parade and it ties in with the year of the car and all that stuff so people brought it you know beautiful cmc models that i think now are trading at like a thousand dollars on ebay uh race cars uh, they everything and what was funny is you talk about how you know we were only 25 percent of the ship technically but it felt like it was our ship because any of the like group activities um you know we always wear lanyards when we come to our events but our lanyards were in sort of a beacon as you're walking and you're seeing other people you're like oh that's a pca person yep. that's a pca person and if you look at all these crowd photos of the the uh, the dance floor and the piazza and this it's all pca people and the energy that was on the ship was felt by the staff because they go usually you know when we have these events it's not that well attended it's quiet it's kind of calm but you know pca members are there celebrating what's the confetti for that is the most amazing concord award ceremony yes (laughs) that was for this is all this celebration that you're looking at on on uh on youtube right now that is just part of the the concord award ceremony so jack the preacher uh, he's being shamed right now (laughs) you say jack and and tom Tom, no no it it does not (laughs) it does not replace where's our confetti i've been to parade parade concord banquets and nothing like that yeah Whoa. Oh, and then, oh, where did this come from? My 80s my eighties outfit, which uh, oh, you God. all know. Going was, into the 50-year-old is going to hurt. It is. Oh. It is. Um, the, the, we also brought on some very cool seminar. We call them Treffin at Sea presenters. I think I mentioned it before. We brought Nathan Murs, Kelly Telfer, Ramsey Potts, Rod Emery, and Lee Giannone. We had 9 o'clock starts for yep. these seminars. We had them in what's called the Vista Lounge, which is sort of like their uh, club, maybe? Yeah, it was like a club. Nightclub yep. area. Every single seat was filled in that nightclub. And there would be people standing in the back. And, and people this, standing in the back. These were after nights where we might have been going till midnight or oh, 1 a.m. Yeah, that's nothing. But that's not really that impressive because parades the same way. <laughs> But Parade, they're on, uh, they're they're on, they're on the, the cruise. I honestly like you. I did not know for sure that people would wake up yeah, the next morning yeah. and be there. PCA members? Well, I do. Yeah, like of course. You know, it's almost like it's almost like the raffle where I worry. You know, how are yeah. we going to do? I just I just worry, right? But yeah, they they were in full force, and um, I'll share with you what each each um, presenter talked about. Nathan Mers, we sort of carried on what we did on Tech Tactics Live. We gave it an open mic and mm-hmm. people could just ask questions. Kelly uh, actually had uh, painting sessions and showed people how to paint their 992 and some beautiful full uh, both times. Yep. Full both times. Ramsey Potts gave us a market update, which was really interesting to see the data. And I'll get to that data here in a second. Rod Emery, um, his presentation was outlaw to Rensport, basically his start as a child in his blood from his grandfather hot rodding 
to his dad working at a Porsche dealership and owning parts obsolete and him playing around in the, um, you know, the stock room to now showing cars at Rensport. And his it was daughter working in his the daughter yeah. and son Both. working in the business. Um, Leah Jean Oni presented on something that I was thought would be very useful. And I think it showed and proved as being so, which is what is your Porsche future. And Manny, you actually came up a lot in this because you and I sort of have a pact, like should mm -hmm. something happen to me, Loanne is to call Manny so that he can tell her how much things are worth and he's not able to keep them himself. He's got to tell the true numbers, just like if something <laughs> happens to him, Roxanne's going to come to me and then, but this took it to another step. This is if in case people don't have a Manny or Vu and you know, how do you value your car? How do you put it in trust? Should you put it in a trust? Yep. Um, not only the cars, but all the, stuff right yeah. the the trophies the um the i don't know the parade whatever that you saved or all the little knickknacks and there's obviously value i mean we saw in the white collection posters that went for hundreds of dollars well where is that stuff and how do you organize how do you prepare your family yeah. Should you want to, you know, pass that stuff on? So it was. Um, it was that, very interesting. All also of very them well attended. Yeah, all of them were very interesting. Very, you know, different, and people really got into them. Had a lot of questions. I guess these are uh, these are done when the um, C days. Etsy were on C yep. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, on C days, which works perfectly. You know, because most people do you know get off the ship, and you know this says a lot about the event because three out of the four ports, the weather was not ideal. No. Not pretty pretty bad at some, yeah. And not one person complained. Um, actually, Gail no, Galloway. What does, what does not ideal? Because all the photos I look look like it's sunny. Oh no! no I mean, there was no. one where we had forty mile <clears throat> mile an hour gusts. Yeah. It was raining at three of them. Was yeah. that at the port or on the sea day? No, no, port. no, no. At, at port. At port. Yeah. At port. We only had one sunny port. And actually worked out to be probably the best port yes. to be sunny, yes. which was Cozumel. Cozumel. And, yep. that, and probably most of the pictures that you see that are stunning, that was at Cozumel. The other islands that we visited, you know, even though they were raining, people still went on some of their excursions yep. and you could still explore. But here's the power of PCA. Even though the weather forecast was not the best, people still smiled and they say, we're going to get wet anyway. Yep. Like people still went snorkeling because you're going to get wet yeah. even though it's you know sprinkling but guess what it's not as crowded right and so the the reefs are not as disturbed and you actually saw more fish so yeah. gail galloway said it to me uh robbie and i saw her we were shopping at the one port that it just poured at and uh she said you know i can be on a cruise and it could be horrible weather but i'm on a cruise with 800 of my porsche friends yeah. she's like nothing is better than this yeah and it was just like, wow, that's 100% true. Like 100%. Absolutely. And there's people out there. I think I was talking to Jack Murphy yesterday. He's like, oh, I just don't see the appeal of, um, you know, going on a cruise. I get it. It's not for everyone. Um, you know, if you go with just your spouse and maybe your family, it is completely different of an experience than going with 800 yes. PCA members. But then also, you know, you know, I had some friends that came along as well. And I have one particular friend like his, they call it what the social, their social battery is yep. like kind of short. And PCA is intense. It's just like going to parade, right? Like if you have a, a low social battery, being around a ton of passionate Porsche people might be overwhelming for you. So that's sort did, of the did balance. Did he send out a uh, 
a questionnaire afterwards? Yeah, it already yeah. went out. Yeah, yeah. The, the princess one went out. I hear you guys see it a different way, right? And I guess uh, Damon and I would also, we went um, in the sense that uh, we know a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people know us. So um, someone who doesn't know anyone, it'd be interesting to hear what they thought. of. Yeah. Uh, it, it was nice seeing the regions. We had um, 38 states. 38 different states. There was 88 people from California. You know, we left out of Florida. Um, we had people from Canada, people from Germany. Um, and, but you would see the different regions getting together. Almost mm-hmm. like many little, you know, zone gatherings. So, and then blending over. They they made their own little events. So, it it definitely worked out really well. And hopefully the next one, we can create some of that, you know, capture that information ahead of time and set up these sort of meetups for them to meet other people and it was i would say it was almost 50 percent new people versus repeat customers from zone fest at sea and we kind of made it a point to try to single out the people that were there for the first time um i met people that had never done a pca national event Mm -hmm. uh, people that this was their first cruise and by and large it was like they were just floored at how much princess made this sailing about pca like you turn on like the tv banquets like a parade oh yeah, yeah absolutely we have two, two banquets two banquets two dinners Are um, as long as the ones at parade no so there's no there's no pomp and circumstance it is yeah. like you know gary our dedicated pca cruise director does like a welcome yep um and then you eat i yeah. mean there there's there's not many presentations and, at and all. it's everyone all 800 pca members were just so uh, we had two rooms because the the <clears throat> one room held 600 yep. the other held 200 so there were some that again if you had a low social battery and you just wanted a quieter dinner yep. you could go to the 200 room and is it assigned seating or just nope. uh, open you can seating. sit by yourself you could do a table of two you could do a table of six a table of four tables of eight and yep. ten so it's this great mix and it just naturally creates these new little groups i was thinking along the lines of if uh i'm sure would keep some people from going is i don't know anybody especially oh. new pca yeah. members and at parade uh all the tables are either eight or ten mm-hmm. and you sit down and by the end of the banquet uh, you're gonna have uh, eight new friends, absolutely, because yes. absolutely. you're there for three hours or however long the uh, banquet is. And so, um, when you're done the the banquet, you've you've got friends that you you've met that uh, you didn't know. And then after a couple of days at parade, you realize you start to know more and more people. Yep. And so, then you'll meet up with them next year uh, at the cruise or next year at parade. And yeah, there's just there's a very a lot of similarities with parade and the food was phenomenal half the people have already signed up for next year's cruise so as of today we have 380 folks almost half it's right i think as of the other night it was 390 because we we added a couple yep and that was before average for princess or is that average or how's that no it broke records yeah yeah so um thank you for announcing that last week and that is trefinet sea alaska adventure july 28th through august 4th and they are currently booking now that boat looks a lot smaller than the one you guys were on it is it's a little smaller it's a little smaller okay so we will have a larger presence on the boat uh, we keep going back to that ugly sweater. <laughs> the ugly sweater. Vu's family so, uh, all have pictures of them so on there. So the, how they made their ugly sweaters is they printed all of my costumes through the various <laughs> years and pinned it to their sweaters to make ugly sweaters. Here's the thing. 25% of the boat with PCA. We felt like the boat was ours. Yep. But what was cool is 75% of the people on that boat now definitely know <laughs> about PCA. PCA and yep. what, you know, what being a part of pca is all about so and we had them did we beat magic the gathering or magic hot castle whatever it was that we went 
Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, it wasn't Magic the Gathering. It was Magic, Magic the Castle. Castle. How do you even know of Magic the Gathering? <laughs> <laughs> what is Magic the Gathering? You don't know that? No. <laughs> oh, it's a card game from uh, late 80s, early 90s. That, you, know, uh, you know it. Well, I just doesn't want to admit he knew it. No, it's I don't. Know. I know. I have friends I who played I it all the time. He was a magic. master in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, I definitely know no, Magic. No, when it comes to games, <laughs> you were, you were just, an ogre. Just like sports. I focused on cars. I just don't know any of that stuff. Magic Castle is like a reserve group of magicians. All something. I remember, okay. they, they were there when we toured the ship in San Diego. Yeah. And I wondered what kind of size they were compared yeah. to PCA. Smaller than us. Yeah, sure. smaller. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for Alaska, we're, we're hoping for even a, you know, bigger, bigger uh, turnout, which. Um, What's I, the max that the ship in uh, Alaska will do? So here's the thing. They said if we get to 2,000 PCA members booked for this trip. They're gonna they're gonna cut off the reservations for the public and just give us a private ship. Yes, <laughs> that would be cool. And now, is there be... any any concern that we're going to a place where there's icebergs? <laughs> <laughs> I think they figured that out. Yeah, at this point. I'm sure. 1912, they said the same thing. We got some guys to look so out for. We're for good. those of you that are listening <laughs> now, Manny's concerns are coming out. because yes. he he loves to play the part of uh, Rose and what's his name. Jack. Is Rose Jack? and Jack at the front Jack. of the boat, but he seriously is at the front of the boat because he's concerned about hitting uh, an iceberg. The big thing about repeating history. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so let's throw up a little bit of administrative stuff. Let's talk about uh, making sure that you sign up on the newsletters. So, Robert, if you head over to PCA.org, make sure you sign up for eBreak News, Smart Fresh News, and of course, Performance News. All right, let's get in. You dropped a few videos, Damon. Uh, yeah, Macon Turbo, one-mile review, um, drove that in South Carolina. So you're seeing um, the videos that are coming out now uh, and for the foreseeable future uh, that are one-mile reviews are from South Carolina. And uh, I'm working through a bunch of Porsches that I drove. Um, and so this was the 2021 Macon Turbo. It was the last year of the Macon Turbo, um, although I think that when the EV comes out, they're going to call the top model the Turbo. Yeah, that's, just my, right. that's just oh, my speculation. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely so right. That's very true. You can't have that. the internal combustion engine Macan be the top dog. Although all Macans are turbocharged. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, yeah. yeah. But this is, yeah, turbo insinuation. It's just a moniker at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But this was the last Macan internal combustion engine Macan turbo that had the the best engine with the most power. Um, and now the GTS actually has that powertrain. Um, so what the Macan turbo is more is think the brand new gts but just not with as much sporting suspension more touring you know, uh, touring feel yeah it's a more touring feel for the macon turbo um but it's blistering fast yeah it's quick it, you know it's 434 horsepower doesn't feel as fast in a macon than it does in a sports car yeah but, so here's my thoughts on that yeah super quick um but you're not gonna feel that i think Three point something zero to sixty, unless you're engaging launch control, you know, flooring it and really going. Otherwise, you know, it just feels like a very quick SUV. Mm-hmm. That's because you should have compared it to Melanie's Jeep. Exactly. But with me driving. Yep, yep. But uh, so yeah, that's the latest. Um, if I, I, I won't say their name, but the owners of the series of cars that you've recently gone through, they were on the boat with us, and they were very excited when. Yep. The America GTS dropped. I think yeah. we were on the ship at the time. Yep, yep, yep. So oh, that was uh, his. Yep. Um, and since, since he's had the credits of the the videos, um, that's Alex Galloway, and mm-hmm. um, uh, he and his uh, mother um, 
own and co-own some cars, you know, and they have a friend as well who have got a bunch of cars and it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And they have many versions in the concourse of both of, of yeah. two of yeah, them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're a little the, obsessed with and Porsche. If, if, you, if you come to Porsche Parade, you will know their name. Yes. And you will be amazed at their level of detail in concourse. Well, he's still yeah. the volunteer coordinator, right? And he's yes. also the volunteer. Yeah, without a doubt, I think the hardest job Oh. Because it's behind the scenes, yep. but it's every single day. I swear, every waking minute, Making he is sure. uh, being uh, called because uh, PCA runs on what six, seven, eight hundred volunteers at yep. an event, and uh, they start calling early in the morning if they yeah, can't absolutely. make it or there's an issue or something. Um, so the other video right now that we have here in our notes is podcast 93. And I do want to say that, uh, somebody thinks I'm a, a, a real genuine dude. So and thank you. That, that one day. person that thinks you're real, you yeah. know, he absolutely I am real. Is. He is. He absolutely. Uh, is. but yeah, Fred the Baker, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> all right. And, uh, you want to read some of the other comments, Manny, or I think we addressed a lot of them, uh, yeah. in the earlier, in the earlier comments, but I, I do appreciate everyone's, uh, uh, comments and um, uh, last week with the test, I, um, I I told Damon I said we're gonna try something a little bit different than the normal uh, format we do for the for the podcast and uh, I was able to do it because we had two seats open, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was I was going to believe it or not we just have four microphones <laughs> so we can't invite a whole band in here to uh, whenever I got to work around having four microphones when I talk, when I have guests so uh, had Rob Sass been here it would have been a whole different podcast but since Rob had been in the week before. Um, yeah, we did uh, you know, just what I called what we talk at, at, talk about in Cards and Coffee and just uh, uh, a few questions that I knew would um, elicit some interesting stories. Yeah, they did and, great. Uh, it seemed to be well received. So we'll, we'll do it again in the future. Um, and uh, we, we'd we love to hear from members. Um, uh, but like I said before, not everyone's great in front of the camera or on microphones. So I'm very selective uh, and if you see me at Cars and Coffee and I'm talking to somebody or talking to you, you know, in my head, I'll remember certain things and I'll, um, you're being interviewed for the yeah. podcast. But I think to myself, <laughs> yeah, I would love to do more on this, do a story on this car or, or have this person on the podcast to talk about it. Um, I even told Mike Levitus, you know, cause, uh, he's, uh, he owns TPC racing. And I said, uh, as soon as you guys are up, feel comfortable and up and running at the new place. Uh, we'd love to do something at the. It moved. Oh, you didn't yeah, see? Yeah, you didn't know that. No. Oh, oh they've got a beautiful building. It's so when gorgeous. And where? It's on. Uh, it's it's like down the road from just like a mall. I think down the road okay. from them. But oh, this wow. brand new building. It huge. is like a looks like a Penske shop. Yeah. It yeah. is absolutely stunning. It has a uh, big thing. A second TV level, and, uh, and and their uh, Instagram or Facebook. I saw they were put. He had this uh, old Porsche dealer sign from the seventies. And I said, yeah, I said, it looks really cool. And he said, yeah, he said, the story was he got a phone call from whoever owned it and said, uh, I'm, I'm moving or something and I got to, you want this? Oh. So Mike said, sure, but he had no place to put it. So he kept it in storage. And he said, yeah, it came from a dealership in California. Wow. And when they were either closing the dealership or remodeling, they just boxed this old sign up. This, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's neon, but um, it looks like it looks like it's four feet tall. Mm-hmm. And. So Mike, I guess he thought if I ever do something new, I'll put it in a new shop. And yeah, it's uh, a perfect place for it. He now. said originally they t- they told him before we hit California, it was on display in Germany at mm-hmm. a dealer. So it's it's lived a great life. Uh, so if you've ever been to TPC Racing on Route One, you know they've been there for at least I want to say 
maybe two decades. Um, But everything about that shop, the charm and how tight it is. And I say charm in a, in a very uh, interesting way is, you know, the new place is, as Manny said, the polar opposite of it in the sense where they've got a lot of space. It is brand new. I haven't even been there, but just judging Um, from the photos. photos, They they literally have a true showroom now. Like before they didn't have a true showroom. So yeah, congratulations to Mike, Tom, and the crew at TPC. Can't wait to be over there. But yeah, this is a great opportunity for you all that are listening too. Is um, yes, this is our our vehicle, so to speak, to get Porsche news out every week or one of the vehicles. But if there's something that you would like for us to talk about, put it in the comments below, and Manny will take a look at them and organize them. And- or if you're have a something your region is doing interesting, yeah, not a driver's ed because there are so many driver's eds. Uh, that we we would spend the whole hour talking about them. Yeah. Uh, but anything uh, interesting or have done anything interesting, uh, send photos my way. I'd love to. Uh, like I said earlier, we can't we don't have the budget to go travel, but we certainly uh, can um, talk about it and bring photos up. Yeah. So speaking of the news, let's uh, hit the first item talking about making dreams come true. Yes, that was uh, so. Porsche has joined. Uh, I think they've been with Make a Wish for a. Uh, for a few years, but uh, they published uh, some of the stuff they did. They uh, fulfilled 75 wishes because of the uh, 75th anniversary, and some of them were pretty cool. That were uh, uh, an 18-year-old. Um, he uh, wanted his uh, 944 restored, uh, perfectly since we were talking about this car, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what Porsche did for him. And uh, oh. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, another one got to go to Hockenheim ring and experience the, uh, experience center and what it's like, uh, um, to drive a, uh, Porsche there. So wow. yeah, good for Very Porsche. Cool. I think they invested over a million euro, uh, for make a wish. It said, um, wow. nice. uh, 1.8 million euros. So that's, uh, that's quite a bit. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a good cause. We had a uh, very similar moment uh, on Treffen at sea. And if, I'll, if you can throw up the uh, 1953 356, Manny and Damon, I don't know if you recognize this car. Robert? So there's uh, this blue. Let me see. I'll show you guys here. Oh, I don't have my phone. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was my phone. So you know uh, Rod's very first... 356 Outlaw, the blue one, mm-hmm. the 1953 that he built as a 17 year old. So, you know where that car is today? No idea. Yeah. So, we were talking about our first cars and where they are. And um, much like making dreams come true, he and his wife, um, you know, really felt that 356, you know, pretty much their life is you know uh, is that g- is, is that car and gives credit to that car and they had a friend who lost a limb and um you know through that friend's recovery they they started racing and started to support limbs for life foundation mm-hmm. oh there it is right there and um yeah, this is i mean he choked up telling the story and i think we yeah, all choked we up all tell- did. we yep. all did but he he and his wife thought it would be appropriate to auction that car for limbs for life and so now it was auctioned raised tons of money for the cause and um yeah the car is now sits with someone else he knows where the car is but man what what an amazing thing to do your very first car that pretty much defined your life and he gave it up to charity yep so much emotional attachment and then you know just being able to you know, do that for someone is 
pretty amazing. Yeah, and the stories that he told, you know, he was doing it. He was modifying stuff because he loved the racing side of it. He was mm-hmm. he wasn't modifying it to be an outlaw. In fact, you know, the term outlaw wasn't even coined when he was doing it. Yep. But now to come sort of full circle, and wasn't I mean, his dad doing it though? No, no, his mm-hmm. dad is Gary Emery. So he was doing um, bugs. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't really, I mean, he worked on 356s. He was, you know, he had all the parts obsolete stuff, um, supplying new original stock stuff for 356s. Yeah, I'm sure he dabbled in it, but it was really, you know. I'm getting at it. It, That's a family thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So his his grandfather was a hot rodder. Yeah. So his grandfather was a hot rodder, but not into German cars. And then his dad got into bugs and then three, five, sixes. And then he was sort of the prodigy from all that. Yep. And uh, yeah, very cool story. And now his kids are involved. Yep. Of course, we never push our kids to do what we want to do. But man, how cool is that to find out later in life that, huh, guess what? They do like it. Yeah. They want to be a part of it. Yep. And now they can continue the legacy. Uh, and apparently his son is like a wizard in the shop and yeah. um, you know knows how to use a what what's that uh, english wheel and he's turning out all the details on the newer cars so nice. very cool all right um ooh, this one was i i read this one and i really didn't know what to make of it and and um you know what the future lies for the macan and it has to do with cybersecurity rules yeah what i would love to ask porsche is um because earlier they said uh you know we're going to continue make it along alongside the ev and make it as long as the uh, uh, the chassis is eligible for uh, the new rules for cybersecurity rules, mm-hmm. which in, in seemed to indicate at least a couple of years. And then now they suddenly announced last week, um, no, for the uh, European Union, it's only going to be DB. The, the gas power doesn't qualify anymore. Ooh, yeah, man, I that think is... it just seemed weird. Someone, I don't know if they were waiting for a ruling or hoping for an extension or something. Um, I can't imagine they were surprised. Uh, someone had to known that uh, that is a significant... uh, but I haven't read anywhere where they were asking for an extension or hoping that someone would uh that is uh, a significant change in sales strategy oh this is their best selling car yeah and uh it's gonna be interesting to see how things pan out um and what I haven't read about yet or, or looked at is their competitors if their cars are eligible to stay on and be built. their ice cars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, the sure. Audis, the uh, BMWs, the Mercedes. I'm so, sure Porsche could make them eligible, and maybe no, that's the thing. That well, chat, it, it, you that, can make anything eligible. Just you well, yeah, spend but money financially, on it. so they can't do it. Yeah. Um. That, that's it's a, uh, and that's why they announced they're going to make it as long as it's eligible. They'll continue to sell it alongside, and they knew it wouldn't be forever. Um. But uh, so let me ask you this question because I haven't, and I don't know that I know the answer. So when you said that it was. Um, originally planned that they would sell the ice Macan and the battery powered Macan side by side. Are they, do they look alike or is it the, the ice one, the current one, as we know, they look, they are the one as we know. And then the ice one will be the new version of the car and they would be the new and the old would be sold side by side. uh, That, that platform, they already said they weren't going to develop anymore. They're only going to make it for a few more years, but they were going to continue the old platform. They redesigned the Macan already. Right. Um, so that's why everyone said, yeah, well, it makes sense. They're going to make this the last generation. So the Macan with the new look exterior wise, that that version of a Macan cannot be ice because that's on a it's platform. It's on PPE. It's on that new platform, platform electric. Oh, I see. I, see. I mean, you, you look at it, maybe to the naked eye, they're going to look similar. 
and at least from they're the spy photos. Same line. Yeah. So Porsche well, made Porsche's it so... Tra- uh, well, yeah, and Porsche's transforming some of these lines that uh, for both cars both to be to, to be made. Yep. Uh, so I, so I, I wonder what the volume is. And let's okay. Let's say they're not doing ICE vehicles in Europe. Man, how does that change the volume? Production-wise, and stuff. Uh, I wonder if there's going to be a rush to people who are in the fence of buying of buying a Macan Ice mm. in the U.S. are going to go ahead and buy one before they decide to yeah shut production because I'm sure there's a at a certain point uh, just by volume and scale they're going to say well to their supplier we don't need eighty thousand bodies we just need thirty thousand bodies so yeah. the cost has to change sure uh, uh, per per uh, per body and and all the other parts so. It'll be interesting to see how this pans out. So if you're thinking about getting an ICE Macan, uh, you may want to move it ahead uh, better than, uh, sooner than later. So on the cruise, I was also getting news on sort of the EV movement with other automakers. Anything you can shed on there, like with Ford and GM? and They're all pulling back, yeah, all the rest so, of it. So, so could there – I guess my question is, could there – somewhat be i don't want to say a reversal of this but if 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 they're sitting on the lots and they no. can't sell them like what happens no there won't be a reversal i know people would love to see that and and people are hoping out know, for uh alternative fuels and whatnot but there's just too much invested uh, yeah um you know i would love to see ice stay on i'd love the sound of gas engines mm-hmm. and uh, um they, they become very reliable now and and as efficient as they'll ever get uh but electric is just the way of the future yeah and the and the um, the um the the e-fuels that you were talking about i mean the cost to produce that type of fuel is just astronomically high as far as i know they have a boutique fuel they haven't figured out how to to scale it you you uh, also have to consider um something that i learned on my uh trip to germany they had the um i forget his name but he was the head of the e-fuel program for porsche um or for a company that's working with Porsche. And uh, he basically said that the e-fuels that we're using right now, it may say e-fuel, but it's not 100% synthetic. There's still fossil fuels mixed in to achieve the octane rating. So, um, one, our cars can't run um, uh, e-fuel, just straight synthetic at this point. They haven't gotten there yet. Mm. So, if it costs as much as it does now just to get, you know, fuel for Porsche's race cars and press fleet, you know, and things they do at the Heritage Museum. Yeah. Um, that's not going to save yeah. gas engine cars, I yeah. don't think. And gas engine cars will be here for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone listening, it will outlive you. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, they won't be making Yeah, you won't be, buy, new be able to buy new yeah, ones. Yeah, but it's not suddenly that all the gas stations are going to close shop and you'll be screwed. It, it's uh, not going to be like that at all. And I use... Horses is a perfect example. People still ride horses, mm-hmm. even uh, model model T uh, cars. How many model Ts do you see? We see at least at Hunt Valley Cars and Coffee. There's several that come and they drive them there. It's not like they tow them and just unload them. They drive More them power there. to them because so they are a, moving like molasses. A car that's 110, <laughs> 120 years old uh, can come to a Cars and Coffee. They're not going to outlaw these engines. It's just that they're not uh, not making new ones. Not making new ones. Um, but it's it's going to be something where almost uh, every few months you're going to see some new development. Yeah, yeah. Was, some pivot. 
Like the iPhone, when the iPhone first came out, look how quickly things... Back then, you could really tell the difference between an iPhone 2 and an iPhone 4. They were like worlds. Now, I can't tell the difference between them all. Yeah. They're such minor, but at, in the beginning, there was huge differences where you wanted to get the newer one because it did things so much better, had better camera and whatnot. Um, and I think you're going to see the same thing of EVs. So you, you think that... I, I was listening or watching a YouTube of this Canadian Hyundai owner that ran over something on the highway and it scuffed up the battery protection plate on his, I think it was an Ionic 5 or something like that. And literally, like they showed the photo of it and it was a scrape, but there's like an inspection hole um, in that plate where if there's like a swelling of the battery or something like that, it means the battery has taken an impact and it has to be replaced. The dealer didn't even take the plate off just by looking through that inspection hole. They said, um, yeah, you ran over something, battery's dead, needs to be replaced, and here's the quote. How much do you think the quote? This is an Ionic 5 that was, I think, two years old or something like that. This hit, because he hit it, is not a warranty, right? How much do you think it would cost to replace that Ionic 5 battery? $30,000. I was going to say thirty. Is that what you think? Mm -hmm. I think he would have been happy. If oh, that wow. bill was Probably thirty thousand, sixty thousand dollars to replace that. You know how much those cars that. cost new? Sixty thousand dollars, less than sixty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What the well, heck? We're, we're not in a position really to talk because if you check Porsche part prices for things, that's true. <laughs> if you blow an engine, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I hope that you know with battery-powered cars, battery technology, and the availability of batteries and protection of batteries, like all that stuff, and you know, gets better and prices drop. Because the, the poor guy I was listening to, if you get a chance to just Google it um, on, or look it up on YouTube, like he, he was told to just claim it through insurance. Yeah. So now he's a bad driver. He's got a total loss on a car. Oh, oh my gosh! That's it was such like you just felt bad for them. And insurance will go up because His insurance yeah. definitely will go. It's up. the same way if you're driving a car with a very expensive windshield. Yeah, your insurance is going to go up because uh, it, you know the insurance company isn't stupid. They're not like surprised. Oh my god, yeah. your windshield costs so much. They know this yeah. car we're insuring this. Windshield. And now, th now that particular car might be labeled as a high risk car for the insurance company so now when you go to buy it not only do you have to consider yeah you're gonna save gas but how much does it cost to insure yep and think about stuff. how many gas engines where people have hit potholes taken out their sump yeah didn't realize it and then two miles down the road they blew their engine but sixty thousand yeah. dollars oh man for a car that costs less than 60 yeah. that was crazy yes, uh anyways uh before we get into the events i want to recognize throw up if you don't mind robert pca sim racing we had a very cool announcement um those that race in pca sim racing they had an opportunity to get a ticket into a raffle and last night they announced that a member from the north country region Congratulations to Jerry Mazzarillo. Uh, he is a winner of a Princess Cruise anywhere. I believe it's in the Caribbean or Mexican Riviera or the um, Caribbean. Yeah. So thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for the PCA Sim Racing Committee. So to be eligible for this, I was uh, watching mm -hmm. the uh, dynamic video. Was uh, you had to uh, for every race you did, you got one one ticket. ticket. Yep. 
And uh, but you just couldn't start the race and come back into the pits. Very smart right. for like them the to NASCAR do that. guys. <laughs> yeah. You never remember, <laughs> like the five or six NASCAR guys that would do that, say so they could qualify for the money and to say they were there. You got to, I forgot the exact rules, but you basically had to finish the race. Yes, you couldn't just uh, enter it and uh, bail out just to get a free ticket. Uh, but if you did uh, several races, that increased your chances. Yep, and it was all free, so it's a pretty cool way of doing it and thanking uh, all the racers. And yeah, very cool. Um, just uh, more on sim racing. We have series 11, I think picking up December 28th and then 2024, they have team racing, which, uh, they have a 24 hour race coming up yeah, I think, right? yep. the... at Le Mans. Yep. Cool. Well, not um, really a Le Mans, but the virtual Le Mans. Vir- virtual Le Mans. Exactly. And let's see, we've got, because we are at the start of the year here shortly, we've got a lot of events to announce, and I'll try to go in chronological order. Um, Tech Tactics East, which is February 24th and February 25th. Registration opens uh, January 17th. Maybe a quick word on what Tech Tactics is all about. That is two one-day events. So uh, either you pick Saturday or Sunday, it's the same event on both days. And it's a... uh, day full of uh, tech seminars and is held at the Porsche training facility where they actually train the dealer techs. So it has, it's a, the best place you could possibly have an event like this because they have the coolest uh, uh, cutouts of different uh, drivetrain engine parts and the uh, people that work there are so knowledgeable and more than happy to answer questions. Um, it's limited to 120 people, I think. Per day, uh, yeah. yeah. Per, per day, day, 120, 125 uh, we give you breakfast, we give you lunch, usually there's a giveaway. Um, and best of all, this is during where in the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, it is cold. And we don't, we're don't we not out uh, doing anything with our Porsches at this time of the year. Yep. So it's a great time for people to uh, get together and, uh, and hang out for today. And we uh, plan to record several of the sessions like we did last year. So if you can't make it to the event, obviously we're with the limits of 120 people per day. That's going to be a lot of people that can't make it. You can still catch the seminars uh, as we uh, record them. Yep. We mentioned earlier Treffen Wine Country. Registration for that opens January 10th. And Treffen Wine Country will be April 21st through the 25th. And maybe a couple of words from you, Melanie, about that event. Yep, we're out in Sonoma. The um, the driving tours, the, the Redwood region has just been phenomenal. The, the tours, the roads are great. Um, we're at the Fairmont Sonoma Mission Inn, which is an amazing facility. Um, so we're, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a great time. We expect it to sell out very fast. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. And this one is, Manny, this is sort of full circle to be going there. That's what the first one that uh, Tim Fleming, um, when we were both zone reps, and it would have been 04, we had talked about doing as another national event that we actually called it the anti-parade of it, which uh, we knew would never take uh, the name would never <laughs> that, take. that name didn't stick. Go I figure. But at the time I was uh, co-chairing with Bob Gouillard, a Hershey parade. This is before we went to a national parade system. And I was really complaining about what it was like to deal with national, uh, putting a parade on it. I would joke, I go, and I am national. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I said, I would love to have an event where you didn't have PCRs and it was much more relaxed no competition. And, and no competition, exactly. And the truth is, six registry uh, did these things called holidays, which were no competition. It was just come out, do tours, hang out. And I thought, that sounds really cool. And so I said, let's do something like, we should do something like that. And so uh, Tim Fleming, uh, who's unfortunately no longer with us, he took the ball and wrote a white paper on it. 
that became Escape, which uh, Boo said full circle. The yeah. first one we did was Escape to, was it called Wine Country? Uh, no, we called it something else. Uh, Sonoma? Oh, no. Escape I don't to. Have but, anyways, uh, so it. we did the. So, uh, from Escape, uh, we. we um, grew into Treffin. Uh, yeah, t- um, thanks to. Uh, the O'Neills. The, yes, the O'Neills, the O'Neill, yeah. David O'Neill, J- David and Jenny O'Neill. Great uh, concept they had was to take it more, a little bit more upscale, mm-hmm. and um, that became. Uh, great resorts, great food and beverage, wonderful driving tours. We have added a little competition in the After Hours Lounge with Princess <laughs> and the Lip Sync um, Battle and Trivia fun, Night. Fun but competition. Fun competition. Yeah. Fun. Uh, we also need to make sure you mark on your calendars phase one of our Crown Jewel event, Porsche Parade, which will be held in Birmingham, Alabama this year, June 9th through 15th. Phase one opens January 31st. Correct. And I will say, uh, just to go back to Treffin, we expect this is going to sell out, I think. Yes, right? yeah. yes. Uh, so... Uh, if you've never been to a Treffin, the key is to look at the website and decide what tours you want to do. Yes. Mark them down. Mark down your alternate tour you want to do. And as soon as you get in, you, you this stuff sells out in minutes. Mm-hmm. And we would love to be able to say, well, well, let more people in, but you just can't because there's a limit to how many people are in the hotel. But more importantly... Yeah. How many pe- cars on a tour? You obviously don't want a hundred cars on a tour because it would be a giant parade that was miserable. Um, so it's a very limited uh, event compared to a parade. But if you know exactly what you want, you can just breeze through the registration process. And it's sad, but we've seen people who log on and they're the first ones into the website. Yeah. And but it's the first time they've ever seen the website. Yeah. So by the time they sit there and choose everything, they're in the wait list. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just because you get on the registration doesn't mean you're in. You have to check out. Uh, and so people who are experienced know they just go through and a lot of them print out the registration ahead of time and select. So that when they go through, they're just, you know, basically hitting the dots and filling in information, giving payment, and you're in. The key yeah. is to log on as soon as you can and check out as quickly as you yep. can. Now for Parade, uh, like you said, it's phase one. So phase one for people who've never gone to a parade means you simply have to give them your information and select a hotel. Have we heard of any family members from Porsche coming in? Yes. 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 Not members, plural. Multiple. So if you're huge Porsche family fans, as of right now, there is going to be a quite a large contingency coming and yes. it's going to be very very special but back to manny's tips on uh registering for treffin uh same thing goes for parade but that doesn't really take place until phase two later right. on yeah, phase, yeah. One, phase one is a lot more relaxed so yeah. to speak and it's just an indication that you're going and for you to get your um your, your secret housing. secret housing code or whatever <laughs> yes. it is and that you get uh, placed on the but bus. they know uh what hotel we're going to go to mm-hmm. so they could go to the hotel and look to see if they want to upgrade to a suite or well they can but um so sometimes people do that but you're not going to get the pca rate and we do vet the list because you know we're, we're tied to how many rooms we can get at these hotels mm-hmm. So if you haven't registered and you've booked, you know, if somehow you've gotten the link, we will, you know, ask for that to be canceled because it's not fair to the PCA members that, you know, actually registered. Exactly. All right. Well, anything else before we sign off? Uh, It was called Escape to uh, the Wine Country. Escape to the Wine Country. It was hosted by uh, Redwood Region and Kurt Fisher was the chair. Escape to the Wine Country. In 2005. And was it shared on the Facebook (laughs) 
the, the oh, there's one event that I skipped. I don't yes, think we were even one. on Facebook. Opening today. Five. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, opening today, uh, December 20th, as of the taping, and that is Works Reunion Amelia, March 1st. Yep. So we should, by this time this airs, we should have some spots still available, but this is another one that the, the judging usually books up pretty fast. Yeah. So my, my advice, if they're still available, uh, select judging. Yeah. yeah. And don't, you know, even if you, uh, it's it's a very laid back event. It's not parade concourse, so uh, it's uh, if you don't want to be judged, you just tell the judges uh, I'll pass, and it's one less judge car they have to do, and they'll probably be very happy about it. But you get to park uh, with uh, um, it, with all the other cool cars, and you're you can hang by the car and talk to people. Uh, you can do the same thing in the corral, but the corral people are coming and going where mm-hmm. the, the uh, display cars. Judge cars have to stay there the whole day. Yeah. So if you're going to yep. plan on being there all day, you might as well, I think, go into the uh, the judge character category, and uh, at least that's what I would do. And the judging really is about the story of the car. Have we decided? Are we going to decide with the alligators or not? We are going to go look. To, I'm I'm hoping to make that happen for this year, yes. but there's no promises yes. as of yet. The alligators will move to <laughs> some other hole. So that's funny because I was just talking about this with my friend's wife my friend who high school friend also is turning the big five zero next year and he was talking or she was talking about surprising him going on uh, a fun car trip and amelia came to mind one it's pretty easy to get to the value for i think of all the events that we go to amelia is the value is very high yes the room rates are typically very reasonable you obviously get to come to works reunion and get your porsche fill but then there's also the amelia island concord which you can get your fill on all kinds of cars and it's just a little bit more laid back than say regular monterey car week and i love monterey car week don't get me wrong but for someone that's doing this kind of a trip for the first time i think amelia is a great sort of starter yeah all right so again merry christmas happy holidays thank you for listening if you aren't currently a pca member and own a porsche grab that vin and head over to pca.org and we'll get you set up for those of you that are still wishing for that special Porsche on your driveway, we've got the test drive program. Again, head to PCA.org and we'll take care of you there. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos, videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. And also, if you're interested in a Porsche Club Insider decal, just send us an email at podcast at PCA.org. There's, uh, I think, several hundred floating around. <laughs> and in, we are mailing internationally, or, evidently. Yeah. Oh, wow. we're, we're, so, we're, if uh, we've done international, Germany, uh, we'll the UK. It's... Uh... Absolutely. So again, remember to subscribe to all of our free newsletters. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you down the road.